You're listening to Social Media Storytelling. So today's episode, we have Ryan Boswell with us today. He's a senior director of growth at Silicon Slopes, and he just hit over 100,000 followers on TikTok. So I wanted to bring Ryan in because we're going to get into the tips and tactics of how to grow your TikTok organically. And then also we're going to touch about a story. Ryan, just to start us off, would you be okay to talk about your story and why you started your TikTok account? Yeah, absolutely. Let me give some context just into why I started doing social media. So when I was about 13 years old, I wanted to get into longboarding. All my friends had a longboard and I didn't have one. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to cold email 300 companies and offer to make them a YouTube video. And so I cold emailed those 300 companies. And about two weeks later, I had a longboard show up at my house. And so ever since then, I've been creating content for brands. That was about 11 years ago. And I've been creating content for 11 years. About two and a half years ago, I, I got on TikTok and really just started telling stories. I just started telling stories from my childhood, stories that I thought were engaging and interesting to people. Uh, and then you know, a little bit after I had started doing that, I got diagnosed with ADHD and realized that there were a lot of adults with ADHD, like myself, that were trying to operate at a really high level and trying to get things done but didn't know how to cope and live with the symptoms that we have with ADHD. So I decided to start documenting my journey, uh, really geared my content towards productivity from there. And yeah, the rest is kind of history from that moment on. Well, I did. So I did. We, by the way, me and Ryan, we probably met like a, a few times, just a handful of times. So I didn't know that story about Ryan with the YouTube video. Did any of those guys like, I know they sent you the long board, but did they take you up on the offer on creating that YouTube video? Yeah. So I actually, within like the first year of creating content and I had no idea what I was doing. Like I got a camera for like my 13th birthday and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start getting into YouTube videos. So if you go back, like I haven't deleted any of the videos, but I'm, I'm not super active on YouTube, but I still have all of those old longboard videos. And within a couple of years, I actually had like three longboard sponsors. I had a couple of clothing sponsors and I was just making YouTube videos. It was pretty fun. Um, but all those videos are still on my profile. It's, it's kind of like a, a sweet piece of history to go back and look at. But yeah, they absolutely took me up on it. And it was, it was really fun. I learned how to make user-generated content and how to be an influencer before it was really a thing and just kind of paved the own, my own path as I was going. Dang, that's so cool. And how I met Ryan is actually from social media, Silicon Slopes. They were doing an event last month and I was like, yeah, let's go. So me and the co-founder, another person on our team went. And then Connor Snyder, he's the co-founder. He met Ryan and we kind of met each other and we've kicked it off from there. But it's really cool to see the power of social media and how we grow these relationships, but then enhancing it with in-person events and really growing that personal brand. And how have you leveraged social media? Like where you got the position, you senior director of growth, how have you leveraged that the social media get to where you're at today with your title and everything? Yeah, I think social media is a really interesting, I think it's a really interesting avenue to create the outcome that you want. Because our, in our day and age, like everything is social media driven, especially community-based yeah. growth. And that's what I, if I were to say like, this is what I do on social media, it's I build communities to drive a very specific purpose. So that's kind of been my tactic anywhere I go is, is building authentic and ethical communities using social media, and then using that to drive conversions for a SaaS, for a SaaS company, using that to drive purchases for an e-commerce company. So in my uh, specific situation with Silicon Slopes, 
I actually just walked in the door and offered to help out. Uh, so a little background in case people don't know what Silicon Slopes is. Silicon Slopes is kind of a an organization that works with all of the businesses and startups inside of the state of Utah and creating opportunities for employees, individuals, entrepreneurs, founders to connect with each other and connect within this network to support the overall state of commerce and business inside of the state of Utah. And each year, the, the organization Silicon Slopes, it's a nonprofit, holds a, a big business summit. Uh, it's usually in the fall of each year. And we get between 10 and 15,000 people out. And about three, four weeks before the summit this year, I kind of just walked in through the door and was like, hey, I do social media. I know you guys are kind of short-staffed and you don't, you know, you're kind of spread thin. I'd love to help out. I'd love to just offer myself as a free resource any way I can help. Please let me know. And within three to four weeks, we're like, wow, this is actually a a pretty good fit and moved over full time from the startup that I was at. But social media was absolutely the way that I've created most, if not all of my opportunities in my life, just because it's something that's always needed. And it's something that always benefits the organization, the business, the startup, if done correctly. So... Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I have a I have a funny story. Do you did you meet Talon Snyder by chance? Did you ever get to meet him? Yeah. Okay. So me, me and him a few weeks ago, we're like we're just gonna send it back. So me and him were driving. It was actually from your event, I think. And we're like, let's just send it. Let's go to a random business, ask if they need social media. So we went to the Purple HQ. Like it's kind of by that your guys's. And we we were going up the elevator. We're like, what do we even say? So we get to the receptionist, and we're like. First time, like you, you watch the video. It's the most awkward thing you've ever seen. We're like, hey, um, do you guys need help with like video posting or social media? And she gave us a person to reach out to and we're, we're in talks from there. But it's cool because not only social media, but like taking it back and going in person and meeting people, like you said, still works. It's scary. I'm not going to lie. That was our most viewed video, which was really cool too. So it just shows you like you got to sometimes go back to basics, like in-person phone calls using social media to enhance that. So I thought that's really cool. That's what you did. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And then I want to change gears a little bit just towards your TikTok account because you have hit over 100,000 followers. How long did it take you to get to that 100,000 as well? It's I go through waves with TikTok. I have a bittersweet relationship just because I off, like because I have ADHD, it's very easy for me to get distracted on the platform. And I have to remind myself like, hey, the content that you're putting out is not for you, like it's it's actually helping people, and th- and that's why I love social media, um, and especially the the brand that I'm building for myself, is it's it's really geared towards helping others and making a positive impact. Where so often social media is just there's so much noise and so much fluff that's out there that doesn't make a difference in the world. So my TikTok, I started. I actually started it in the fall of 2020 when I got COVID and I posted one video and I had no idea what I was doing. I was super against TikTok as a social media manager. I was like, this is just one more platform that we need to be on. I don't even want to do this. So it really took me about six months. I posted that first video and then deleted it. And then I was like, all right, let's try this again. So zero to, I've got like three waves that I built my social media audience. Zero to about 25,000 followers with, was within about a month. And then I got bored of doing social media for myself and took like a seven month hiatus. And then I got diagnosed with ADHD and I was like, all right, let's do this. So then I went back and from, from there, it was about 25,000 to about 50,000. And that took about four to five weeks. And then I went 50 to 70,000 and then 75 to a hundred thousand. And that was just like within a week and a half. So I would say total, if I had like stuck with it, 
it probably would have been zero to 100,000, probably within a month and a half to two months. But I just, I got inconsistent with it and I go through waves of like really wanting to be on the platform. Um, but overall, I think it probably took about four to five months. Wow, that's awesome. And, and <clears throat> just getting into the tactics, was there anything special you're doing? Like, did you have to refocus your content or was it the hashtags? Like, just joking. What yeah. was it that really helps you build that audience? So that's a really interesting question because the first 25,000 followers that I built were built on a completely different topic than what I was going to talk to for the next 75,000 followers. And so I actually saw my platform, uh, it went pretty stagnant just because I was my, you know, the first 15 videos that I posted were all about really interesting and engaging stories. And I remember when my first video that did like a million views was like a three-part series of this funny experience that happened in high school that I told the story of. And it was just like overnight that it, w- it did like a million followers. And I had like a thousand followers when I posted that, uh, when I posted that video and it did like a million views overnight, but I did see it go stagnant for a while. And it took probably about three to four months to shift that audience transition over to productivity. But once the, you know, once the algorithm per se picked up what my content was about and really what I was gearing my content towards, it just took off like wildfire. And then from there, staying consistent with it. That was just the most important thing was once I, once I, once I had trained the algorithm, what I was doing and where, who I wanted it to serve my content to, it was just consistent uh, across the board. And, and my most recent strategy has been, um, I do ice baths every morning. So I've got a 125 gallon horse trough out in my backyard. I let it freeze overnight. And every single, like I, usually those videos are about two to three minutes long. And the average view time is about 90 seconds. So that's a really long, and I've done like 12, 13 million views in the last probably 12 days, excuse me. Um, And it's just really interesting to see, like, if you tell a story across the board, that's what I try to do. If I I tell a story, people will stay engaged throughout. And if there's a positive resolution at the end, it'll keep people engaged through the end of the video. And then they'll engage with it because they had a positive outcome. And there's something earlier that you mentioned. Do you know what chat, chat uh, GPT is yeah. coming out, like being the next big thing? Yeah. So you mentioned like with, especially with social media, you're trying to share your authentic self. And like, I can't tell you how many LinkedIn posts, blog posts, like just random posts that I know like is not that person. And what's cool about TikTok or I think in video in general, like it's so hard to have a robot do that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. have a robot move my mouth, tell my stories because it's you. You're the one recording the video. So I think as we get into more like AI, AI generated stuff, it's going to be really hard to replicate video because like it's you doing it. What are your thoughts on that with like chat, GBT and everything coming out? It's really interesting. Like because of the type of content that I create, a lot of the conversations that I have with brands that reach out to me, for example, is I try not to do a ton of sponsored content on my page just because I, I like to keep it low fluff and I like to keep it, keep it authentic. So actually, what I, before I joined Silicon Slopes, a lot of what I was doing in my free time was consulting for SaaS startups. And what I think is really interesting, specifically related to TikTok, that consulting, and what I think is really interesting is that you can't fabricate human connection. I think AI is really valuable in helping steer the conversation. And I think as a marketer, knowing how to ask the right questions will be really valuable. Let's say for chat GPT, for example, like if you know how to ask the right question, it can write you a very valuable script, but then you have to make a value. You have to make a human tweak in order to make it actually sound like yourself. So I think AI is valuable, but I also think there has to be that authentic human connection 
and all of the brands that I work with, I tell and teach the importance of building a human connection with the people that will be viewing your content, because there's nothing that can beat that, that individual personal connection with people. Yeah. And that's awesome. I, I've been preaching it for five years, like social media, you got to treat it like an actual human conversation. And it's not like Ryan, when we first met, I pulled out my phone and he said, Hey, Devin, how are you doing? And I wait, hold on one second. Let me pull chat GPT three to get an answer for you. And then I write you a script. No, like it was just a normal conversation. And that's how social media is. But I think when we get on social, we tra- we tend to treat it like an advertisement. Like obviously all of us are trying to grow our business, grow our personal brand. But sometimes like even when I get in funks, I forget like, why am I doing this in the first place? And it's because I'm trying to educate people on social media, how to grow their relationships, how to grow their businesses. Like that is the goal. How can I educate these people and grow those connections? And I think sometimes with like AI and everything that's coming out, we should lean into it to help enhance us. But if that's our full focus, we're going to forget how to make human connections, like even in real life. So I think it's cool that you said that with human connection. Yeah. So going again, I just love video content. I think it's my favorite thing. You're very well spoken. So it's easy for you to record video content. As you head into the new year for yourself and Silicon Slopes, why is it important that people start focusing on video content in 2023? I would say, and this goes back to a book I just finished called Neuromarketing. I can't remember who the author is. I actually found it at Goodwill for like $1.99. It was the best $1.99 I've ever spent. Um, But in that book, it talked about how on the timeline of like human life on the earth, words are only about 10,000 years old. Whereas compared to the rest of that timeline, like that's a very short time to just understand words and copy. Whereas we've been visual for so long, like the human, the human body and our minds and, you know, every, as long as we've been on the earth, we've been visual people. And I think the reason that video content is winning is because it's so much easier to create and generate emotion and connection and authenticity. Whereas with written copy, it's very difficult to do that because you have to, you have to evoke that emotion, hopefully by someone just reading and converting through those words. Whereas with a conversation like this that you and I are having, Devin, it's, yeah. it's very easy to actually hear your tone of voice. It's easier to have that. And I keep saying, it, I'm going to say it a million times today, but that authentic human connection yeah. through conversation. And that's the, that's the best content that is winning when it comes to short form or long form video content. It's the content that doesn't feel like you're talking at someone through the video. It feels like you're talking with them. And that conversation piece is vital to the storytellers that succeed on social media. So I think if, if anyone were to ask me, why is video content going to be important moving forward? It's it's vital to create human connection and a connection to your brand in a way that written copy can't do. Yeah. I think even with with written copy, I mean, you're worried about writing a comma, like, are they going to take it the right way? Is that comma going to change the world? Am I mad, sad, or happy? Is that exclamation point going to make me seem mad or excited? Like you have to worry about those things. So what I've been trying to do is whenever I get an introduction from a client, like a referral, I actually record a personal video. I go and look at their website. I look at their LinkedIn and say, Hey, these are the things I noticed about you because it's better than just saying, Hey, Hey, Ryan, nice to meet you. You want to hop on a call Friday? Like, it just seems so inauthentic. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't take the time to actually record a video for you. And I could, like, I could record a video for everybody, but then what's the point? It's just as bad as copy because you're not focusing on the person. So I think, like, video video is already so important. And we've been doing video, like, we've been preaching it for the last five years. But, like, it's just, I've never seen so many people and individual companies too, right? Like, loan officers, real estate agents, tech companies, like, start focusing on video. And it's not the stock stuff you see. These are like employees inside of the companies recording the video. 
And I kind of just want to gauge your thoughts for Silicon Slopes as we go into 2023, because there are going to be tech companies that are looking to do more video organically. Do you guys have a plan for like how you're going to get your employees involved in creating content rather than just one specific person? Yeah, so it's really interesting that you say that. The, the times that Silicon Slopes has had the best content is when there is, there's a human that is writing the content. You know, we can put out as much content as we want from our Silicon Slopes page. Yeah. Specifically related to that human connection, it's very valuable to have someone that is the driving force so that people can actually relate to the person inside of the content. So for video content moving forward, actually what we are focusing on for 2023 is telling the behind the scenes success stories and the challenges that businesses in Utah have faced and doing that through video content to inspire people to go support those businesses moving forward. And that's something that we're going to have team members here within Silicon Slopes recording those videos, we'll write the script and really make it like an authentic telling the story of these businesses. Because that's, that's one of our unique blessings and opportunities is we just get to support businesses doing cool things in Utah. And so one of the ways that we want to do that is by leveraging video content platforms and doing it in a way where we can tell the story effectively that creates a connection, one to the viewer to Silicon Slopes, but more importantly, to the viewer connecting with the business that we're creating the video content about. Yeah, no, and that's really cool. I think too, like even if even if you're not an authoritative figure, like you might not be getting as many views as Clint, but like let's say you're just someone on the HR team or um, you're someone on the sales team, like you should all still be recording video because it enhances not only your personal brand, but it enhances the company. So I think like as we go into 2023, what I've seen a shift, especially like with you guys, Silicon Slopes is, getting individuals in your company to be micro influencers, which I know is funny, right? Like why would the CEO need to become an influencer? Not like a social media influencer, but like an influencer for their company. I think we're going to see more and more of that. When I was at my company, a couple of companies ago, like this, the CEO was someone that would never record a video. Like it was like grinding. It was so pulling teeth. It was so hard to get him to do anything on social media. But the video we did with him specifically was the video that got the most impressions, the most views, the most engagement, because you're telling a person's story. You're not creating this commercial or, or um, stock image or stock video. You have these human being connections. So I think we need to start leveraging video even more. And it's not too late to get in the game. I mean, Ryan, you said it. How recently did you get those 75K? Like, it's not too late to start doing this. Yeah, I hit 75K probably just two months ago. And then, you know, I, it has just gotten cold enough that I can start doing those ice baths. And for some reason, people love ice bath videos. I don't know what it is, but it was like 75K to 100K within like 10 days, just overnight. But, you know, Devin, I just want to echo your point of the importance of personal brands. I feel like personal brands, anywhere that you go are the most important way when, when deemed appropriate to support a business or an environment or a, uh, an organization and support the overall vision and mission of that organization. You know, let's LinkedIn, for example, you can tell the people that just want to sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Uh, on TikTok, the videos that have 100 to 200 views and one to two likes are always the videos that are just, buy this product, this is what we do, these are our features. Whereas the ones that are really successful are the ones that are telling a story and helping and educating and inspiring along the way. And the afterthought is, oh, I really like that. I wonder what they actually do. I'm going to go to their profile after I saw that video oh, cool, they actually have a product that I'd be interested in trying. Click on the website, go to the website, learn more, see more video content, boom, conversion purchase. And now they're an ambassador for your brand because of you telling a story that supported the overall mission of the organization. So personal brands are super important when, when done correctly. 
Yeah, and I think too, like I always like to read social media to real life because it is real life. It's not like these are bots, maybe sometimes, but if you're recording video, it shouldn't be. Because in real life, like Ryan, let's say we first met and the first thing they said, hey, Ryan, I've never met you, but you should buy a story and you should start using it. Like you're like, what the heck, man? Like I've never met you. Who is this guy? But because we try to provide value and learn like who we are as a person, it's an easier conversation to ask for those things. And it's the afterthought, like you said. I really like that you said it's the afterthought. Don't try going to social media, try to sell. Go into social media, trying to educate your audience. And if they want to buy, they'll buy. Like if you're a good educator and you're speaking on someone that they can really click with, then they'll purchase from you. You don't even need, no, not even need to ask for it. Like I think the people that sell the most products or have the most business are the people that focus on giving away free stuff first and then it comes along. So what are your thoughts on that too? I have never sold a product through my social media. Like I've never tried to create like an e-course or something or, you know, I'm a fan and actually I got this from Vitalik Buterin, I believe, the the founder of uh, Ethereum. And he said, give as much away as plausible and as possible. Give as much of that away for free as you can. And I'm a fan of providing as much authentic and real value as you can for free at no charge. And then enhancing that with, if you actually have some sort of product that's really valuable, then trying to sell that. But the more that you can give away for free, the more, the, the more you lower the barrier to entry to get people into your community and supporting you moving forward. And then once you have an established platform that makes sense to move that brand forward along that story of, okay, cool, I've built this community on a common topic. Now they really support each other and they're interacting with each other. Let's try to introduce the products to them. If I were bootstrapping a startup, that's what I would do is I'd build, a, I'd build a community on a common topic and interest and then think about possibly monetizing that community by introducing something of value to them. But I think it's really interesting when people just try to sell out the gate without anyone knowing who they are or what they do. Like, yeah. It's like, why would I even do that? Unless it's some ad for some back popper on TikTok that I see. And I'm like, yeah, I could drop 20 bucks on that. But right. yeah, I think selling out the gate just makes it impossible without any sort of connection or introduction to the brand. And that's why you see people like Alex Ramosi, Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Ryan Pineda, like they're, they're not, you don't purchase to see their content. They're giving it away from free. There is an end goal, right? Like they're building their community. So then they have these, they have a bunch of companies and they're able to sell those products, but you first learn about them and you join their community as a person and growing that personal brand. We are ending, we have about five minutes left. So Ryan, I just want to kind of wrap up here. And it was awesome to have you on today's episode. There was so much value and not just TikTok, but also just personal branding. Is there anything that you haven't asked for the community for Silk and Slopes or yourself that you want to talk about right now? No, I, I think what I would just add is the importance of being ethical content creators. You know, two minutes ago, you asked me, what do you think about trying to sell stuff through social media? I do occasionally do an endorsement on my social media, but I always tell people to introduce a product to me or a service or some sort of platform that I want to use the product before I try to sell it or share it with my community. And I think that's really important for content creators moving forward is if you're creating a community around you and your brand, you need to personally vet the stuff that you're talking about. And you need to personally believe that it's going to make a difference in the lives of your community members because they'll support you to the end unless you give them a reason not to support you. And the easiest way is to, is to make people feel deceived. So I would say the most important thing that I would just share and I'll stay on my soapbox about it is being an ethical content creator and creating real authentic value that leaves people a better person after they consume your content. But 
overall, I, I think the ecosystem is really healthy right now. There's tons of really valuable content and information out there. And I think we'll see some incredible things in 2023 and the years moving on, uh, specifically related to video content. And I think too, the algorithms just to end with this is like you said, those sales videos get like 100 views with maybe one like. The algorithm is so smart. It's just going to keep cleaning that up and it's going to just keep learning from itself that eventually at one point we're going to see no videos, not even a single person about like sales related stuff. So like create, like Ryan said, create ethical content, educate, don't ask for stuff, give stuff away for free like you would in real life as well. So thanks Ryan for hopping on. We're going to throw up your handles and the website up here. And uh, that was that today's episode of uh, social media storytelling. And thank you again, Ryan, for hopping on today's episode. Thanks, Devin. Thanks for listening. For all things social media, visit us online at story.co. We'll see you next time.